Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mostly Soccer Podcast. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and today I'm here with Jimmy what today? Frustration. Jimmy frustration. It was not a fun game on the weekend. <laughs> Speak upset. for yourself. Speak for yourself, for Jimmy. I'm happy for you. I am happy for you. So I, I that should, should have been Jimmy happy for you. <laughs> that should have been my name. Uh, but uh, it was an interesting one this weekend. All yeah. around, your game was very interesting. Oh, it sure was. We have a lot to talk about from uh, from the past two weeks, actually. Um, since Arsenal played Liverpool and Leeds, City played Southampton and Liverpool, and all other teams played as well, but not as important to us. Uh, still important, still going to talk about it. Uh, but Jimmy, before we get into it, we should mention one thing that's not really important, but I guess worth mentioning. Uh, the Balloon Dior took place this week. Yes, uh, Kareem Benzema deserved uh, no debate, I don't yeah. think. I don't think there's even a debate. Yeah, really, really easy choice. Uh, completely dominated last year, won La Liga, won the Champions League. Uh, unbelievable year for Benzema. Yeah, and I mean, came up with big goals in almost every single round of the Champions League. It looked like Real Madrid was dead multiple times throughout that tournament. And he stepped up the hat trick against PSG, hat trick against Chelsea, scoring the winning penalty against City. Not penalty like to penalties, but during the game penalty. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, it just a, just a dominant performance from him. Someone who really has shined over the last few years getting to be the man. Spent a long time doing the grunt work. Yeah. Um. For one, Cristiano, and now he, uh, now he's the star. I mean, it's not like there's no debate. It was him. Like everyone knew for a long time, it was him. Yeah, definitely. Um. Here's a question: Is he going to make the national team after winning the Balloon Dior? Will he yeah, be the first well, Balloon I mean, Dior winner to miss it. out? He was back in it. Uh, for some of their games recently. I mean, I think he's a hundred percent in. Um, I think that France team might have some internal issues as France likes to do at times. Um, but, uh, I mean, the talents there again with France. I mean, that's a stacked team from top to bottom. Yeah, so sure is. I, I do think. That. All right, Jimmy. All right. Well, let's get into the fun stuff. Let's get into the premier league. And where would you like to start? Do you want to start on the happy side or start on something? Let's more? start on the happy side. Let's not bring it down immediately. All right. All right. Let's start on the happy side, which is, huh, Look at me. It's my side, Jimmy. We've done the podcast long enough where I had been in the depths for every single year we've done this podcast, and we've slowly built up to now potential peak Mike Dalo. Yeah. So, <laughs> peak Arsenal, peak, peak Michael Dalo. Yeah, so let, let's, let's give some context to that. We spend every year at the beginning of the year seeing you at a high. Um, we have the somewhat, somewhat comical somewhat truth picking arsenal to win the league every single year yeah. um this is the one year i don't think you did no. <laughs> it really is it's the first year i actually didn't go on the podcast and say arsenal are winning the league and i still don't think they will uh i say that with uh a hint of of lying i i in my heart i think they'll win i always do and always have um, 
but you never know the, the way things are going right now. I mean, you can't count them out. Um, so let's get into it, Jimmy. I mean, we missed two weeks of Arsenal. We missed them beat Liverpool, Bodog Lint in the Europa League and Leeds. Uh, all extremely tough games, uh, games that I sweat out to the bitter end and games that Arsenal ended up winning three wins. Uh, I mean, really incredible stuff from Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I want to talk about the Leeds game first because I actually think it weirdly that that game is more important. Now, the reason I say this is we've seen Arsenal, even in the years of their peaks and valleys and all of that, show up for big games. Um, at times they, they have, you know what I mean? We've seen them do it. Um, and it's always been the the game that they should win that they slip up mm. and they just don't show up for it or things go wrong and they don't react. I think this could have been very easily a game where they, it went the other way. And we saw that old Arsenal creep in um, specifically, obviously we, we had the penalty uh, at the time, Arsenal leading one nil. Um, they give up a penalty, which is, I don't know if you want to call it missed or saved. I mean, I think it was a, a horrendous penalty. I yeah, mean, it was missed. It was straight it, up missed. Was, I, I know, like, you know, Ramsdale had it covered if it, if it yeah. actually was there, but that, that just a terrible mess uh, by Patrick Benford. Um, and I just think this was Arsenal looked like Leeds played really well. I thought Leeds were really, really good and they had a lot of chances, but Arsenal played strong. They held tough. They did what they had to do to stop the goals, they did what they could on attack. A great goal by by Saka was unbelievable. The same goal. That's the Jimmy uh, angle. I was going to say from my <laughs> patented angle, uh, it was it, it was great. And I think winning that game, and you saw how much it meant to Arteta. And I think he reacted stronger than he did against the Liverpool game because I mm. I think kind of maybe he sees the same thing as like these are the games in the past that they would let slip away from them, where the second something go their way, they would just it, yeah. it just kind of fell apart and. I uh, I was very, very impressed. I've been very impressed all year. Um, I mean, the, the only game that they've lost, I still think, was shifted dramatically by VAR. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people can argue right or wrong. I think after the years, and I, I think there's a chance that it's like, I, at this point, I'm just so out on VAR, I just don't want it anymore. I'm willing to, like, live with the guy was a uh, half, a foot off sides and scored a goal. I'd rather mm. live in that reality than the we have to go. Oh, he his uh, his toenail was off sides. We're gonna call the goal back. I um, I think I'm fully that yeah. way now. I really don't. I don't enjoy it. I really don't. I think it takes something away from the game. We're gonna talk about my complaints with it with the city game. But you know, if Arsenal, if not for that VAR call, they could be ten and zero right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's crazy. Uh, Arsenal were pretty fortunate. Uh, with VAR against Leeds. Uh, I mean, specifically talking about Leeds, Leeds were the better team uh, by by quite a margin. I mean, they just could not finish. Um, They were unlucky in a lot of ways. Uh, A lot of chances. Ramsdale made some incredible saves. Bamford had the penalty miss. Uh, And then, you know, like you said, Bakayo Saka scored a wonder goal. Um, I mean, maybe not a wonder goal, but for... For oh, Arsenal, great, yeah, it, it feels like that's a goal that I don't see. And Saka, especially not uh, a fantastic finisher, in my opinion. That was a fantastic finish. Uh, mm-hmm. Also scored in the Europa League game against Bode Glint. Uh, a lucky goal, but 
you know, uh, take what we can get. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Arsenal have been resilient. Uh, that's a game they would 100% have lost uh, in years past. Those are the games you need to win. When you go away home to teams that are not the the big six in quotation marks, those are the games you must win if you really want to win the league. You really want to make top four. Cannot drop points against a, a team like Leeds. Um, oh, absolutely. With, the, with that being said, Leeds are, and I, I say this confidently and without throwing any shade to anyone else, Leeds are the best team Arsenal have played so far this year. <laughs> no, Jimmy, like they were unbelievable. They pressed like prime Liverpool. Uh, they were passing the ball around left and right. Uh, I mean, they were doing circles around Arsenal. And no. Arsenal were really fortunate. They just could not finish. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, he, you know, a little hyperbolic there. Well, I, mean, I don't know. They, they played the best, you could say. I, I think that's yeah. fair. Um, and I think they've played good. I know they only have nine points, but I think they've been much better. I've watched quite a few of their games. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think what Jesse's doing there is very good. I, I mean, I think he's, he's got the buy-in of the players clearly, which, yeah. which you know, is a tough thing to get. Um, and I, I think I've been impressed with them too. Um, I don't know if you want to move to the Liverpool Arsenal well, game. Because... There, there is one thing I do want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the Arsenal game was suspended early on for a, a half hour, basically the yeah. almost a full half, uh, because they had some technology issues with VAR. And then, you know, I, I threw some shade at the Premier League and the referees on Twitter. I said, uh, you know, they're delaying the game so they can fix their equipment and still get all the calls wrong. <laughs> uh, and VAR came through pretty, pretty clutch for Arsenal, I have to say. Uh, because the referee made an egregious, egregious decision at one point to uh, red card Gabrielle and then award a penalty for uh, Patrick Bamford bowling into the back of him. And then Gabrielle goes down and kind of sticks his leg up. And, you know, Bamford catches maybe the studs of a cleat and Gabrielle is sent off. So with that call, I do just want to talk about it for a second. I could understand why the red card was given. I don't know if you got a chance to see that highlight. So um, I, I've seen the highlight. I mean, again, VAR got it right. I guess this time, and it's I don't want to talk did. about VAR getting things right. But I, no, neither, trust me, neither do I. No one's been more against VAR than I have <laughs> in officiating in general. I'm out on officiating. But that call, I mean, the call on the field, I think, was like absurd. If you want to give a red card for foul play on Gabrielle for sticking his legs up and potentially kicking out, sure, I can see that. Gabrielle's an idiot. Um, he he may have deserved a red. However, mm-hmm. to give just just a penalty for literally no reason, literally mm-hmm. like like all right, this uh, a fight happened in the box. You get a penalty now. Yeah. Uh, what the <laughs> ball? The ball is on the other side of the field or, or in the goalie's <laughs> hands. Like what are we talking about? Um, yeah. It just felt very odd to me that that call was even made on the field. I mean, it just it shows the incompetence of the officials. Yeah, I mean, it, it's no real surprise. I mean, I, I mean, I will say Gabrielle has kind of had these dumb things happen. He is the, the only Arsenal player right now that I can say still has that in him. Even Granit yeah, Xhaka has ascended <laughs> to a different level. Granit Xhaka yeah. is the best player on the Arsenal team, by the way. He's phenomenal. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was gonna say Gabriel. I thought you were gonna say he's the only player in Arsenal that could play for Everton because he's a bit of last year's Everton. He's got a bit of that in him. That that you know, that little like Yerry yeah. Mina annoying center back type of approach. Um, and, and I mean, I have I have mixed feelings. Obviously, I agree with you. It doesn't make any sense for that to to be a penalty, really. And I also don't think he. I don't, I don't know. I, I think they got it right. And I, I think it's the right call. His legs went up, but he didn't kick out at him, really. It's just yeah. like. And I mean, if Bamford is the aggressor in the situation, yeah. then like, what's the question? If you get punched in the back, like yeah. and you turn around and punch someone, do you also get in trouble? I, I don't know. It, it doesn't make much sense to me. I'm glad they reversed the call. I'm glad Arsenal hung on. But <laughs> let's talk about the Liverpool game quickly. Um, that was one hell of a game. I mean, Arsenal scored. <laughs> In in a minute, Gabriel Martinelli, <laughs> wonderful goal. Um, and, you know, they, that game was never uh, firmly in Arsenal's hands. Uh, Liverpool, as they do, they come back every time, no matter who they play. Uh, they fight. They scored uh, some decent goals. And they just got Bakayo Saka. And Arsenal were fortunate again in this game, I will say, with that penalty call um, towards the end. But mm-hmm. I, I think Arsenal deserved to win. I think they were the better side for most of that game. Liverpool were on the back foot for a lot of that second half. And Arsenal, I mean, I, I think right now they're just better than Liverpool and, and they deserve to win. And that's kind of where it ends. I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, he got injured in this game. But Gabriel Martinelli put him in a spin cycle multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. It was, like, terrifying. Oh, because he's a really bad defender. Yes, but this was this was uh, embarrassing. Like I don't know if he was really hurt or if he was taken off because he was getting spun around. Yeah, I mean, I I will say I think he was hurt because he didn't start the city match. Because uh, I feel like he probably hurt, still would have started. Hurt his feelings, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, he he's bad though. I I like I. It's such a weird player because he's so good going forward. Um but so bad in defense, specifically this season, he has been atrocious all season long. I mean, the game against Napoli was embarrassing mm-hmm. how he played. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, he's probably, I mean, he's in position right now to be starting right back for England during the world cup. Now that we see both, both Kyle Walker and Reese James both had surgeries <laughs> in the last two weeks. I th- both of them have basically come out and said, you know, they're both going to plan to still be there. But I don't know how likely that is. If Ben um, White does not make this England team, it is a fucking disaster. I, you know who it's going to come down to? It's There might be a different Kyle Walker at the, on the England team. No, no Kyle way, Kyle Walker-Peters man. has been selected over him, the, what, the last two England call-ups, it, right? It doesn't... Ben White can play both center back and he's oh, played I, very well at right back. I, that would not make any sense to me to not see him on that team, especially I, because I, they have I, right back and center back problems. No, no, I agree completely. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it seems like a no-brainer, but anyways, uh, the Liverpool game, uh, I was sad to see uh, Luis Diaz go off with an injury, seems long-term. Jota uh, also injured, not in this game, but uh, you know he's going to be out for a while as well. And Liverpool generally generally struggling, uh, but then luckily they got to play Manchester City. 
Let's get into it, Jimmy. Okay, so <laughs> let's get into it. Let, let's let's get into it because I want to talk about this game because there this game was first of all. Have you been paying attention to everything that's happened post this game and no. a bit before the game? No. So Klopp did the usual Klopp thing. Has his press conference, makes some comments. You know, Klopp, you know Klopp, who last year had the best. Oh, he is it the best goalkeeper, the best forward, the best everything, the best team. And now all of a sudden, he's crying poor again and saying, you know, I mean, his, you know, his team spent more bringing in Nunez and City's ever spent on any player. Yeah. But you know, I guess maybe not. Maybe Jack Grealish was the same. But outside of that. But the point being, they spent a lot more than City spent on Holland's bringing Nunez, yet he's sitting there crying poor, saying they can't compete. And I, I that really just bothers me. And it apparently really bothered the City owners and the Newcastle owners as well, because he basically said there's only a few teams that can do this. And they kind of took it as kind of like a uh, xenophobic type of uh, statement in a way, which Klopp has not been very happy and supposedly is willing is looking to sue for the, like a defamation what? against him for it. Yeah. So that happened. And then during the match, we had Liverpool fans throwing coins at Pep Guardiola. I saw that. Liverpool fans keep it classy. We know that. Yeah. And then City fans decided to be just as classy and sing songs about the Hillsborough. Oh, so, yeah. So it's got a bit, uh, just a bit shitty from both sides. Yeah. Um, so that's been going around, but, and that's been talked about a lot more than the match. Um, the match itself, was a very good match, very back and forth match. Both teams had chances. Um, City dominated possession in the way they usually do. I mean, 64 to 36 had more shots. I, I would argue that City looked better. I could be biased, but I do think they genuinely look like the better team most of the game. Uh, but I do think Liverpool looked like Liverpool. They looked threatening on the counter like they look, and they look like the what we think Liverpool looks like, not what they've looked like this season. They played much better in defense. Allison made a great save uh, on Holland that stopped the goal that I think he's one of the few goalkeepers who would have been able to make that save. Um, but overall, City looked good. Uh, they played a three at the back with Ake, Diaz, and Akanji. Uh, Akanji, who's been excellent since coming into the City team, and he was, he's been really, really great. And I thought they looked really good. But City then scores a goal. Uh, Phil Forden scores. And it's called back, and we go to VAR thinking it's going to be for a foul from Holland on Allison, where he basically, Holland's stretching for the ball, Allison's coming out for it. Allison gets there, Holland gets there at about literally a millisecond difference, and mm-hmm. knocks the ball loose from Allison, comes to Foden, Foden scores. So we're going there, and I'm like, they can't overturn that. Like, that would be a terrible call because it was like bang, bang. Like, yeah. I've seen it done because once a goalkeeper gets anywhere near the ball, they like to protect them. But it looks like that was not called back for that. It gets called back for a foul on Holland, Holland on uh, Fabinho for pulling the shirt, essentially pulling him down. Which, and this is where I want to talk about where why I have an issue with foul. Is that a foul by the rules? Yes, absolutely. Was that a foul at any other point in this game? No, it was not. Mm. Play physical pulling shirts, bodying each other all match without any fouls, without any card, all match long. So if there was no goal that came from that, that play is never looked at. It just fits into the 20 other plays that happen like it in the game. But because there was a goal, it gets called back. And that's where I have a problem, which is 
you go to VAR, once you go to VAR, you have to make that call. Yeah. They have to make that call because it is a foul. But it was not a foul all game long when both sides did it. Mm-hmm. Fabinho did it all game. Rodri did it all game. Thiago, Bernardo. Like, it was all game. That's how that game was played. That's how the ref chose to let that game be played, which I agree with. You have two great teams. Let them go out there and play. Yeah. Um, but you can't then decide you're going to change that because of goal. That's where I have a problem with it. Goal gets called back. Uh, and then Salah scores a, a very nice breakaway, but com- a complete disaster of a, a challenge. Yeah. I've seen it. I mean, if if one of us or anyone we play would do that playing uh, on Sunday morning, we're losing our mind at them. Yeah. <laughs> Not someone who is, you know, considered by most of one of the best fullbacks in the world to go out there and just make this awful attempt, like a half-assed attempt to play the ball when you're literally the last man back against Mo Salah. It just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Bizarre. Uh, I mean, credit to Salah because he turned him inside out. But, I mean, what is Jao Kinsella doing there? I mean, like, you know you don't stab on Mo Salah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know you're the last one back. Like, yeah. that's the thing. is, It's not like you're you're up on the wing and you know you have Diaz and someone behind you to cover for you if you don't get it. You're the last one there. You can't possibly stab. I think it just shows that he didn't back himself to be able to defend Salah if he pulled down the ball. Yeah. So he's like, I have to win it now because he'll beat me one-on-one. That's the only way I could think of why you make that decision. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean... I I honestly just I don't have the energy to talk about VAR anymore because we've done it so much so many times. Um, but I mean it, it's kind of similar to the goal that Arsenal had called back against United. I mean, the the play was perfectly clean, and then they look under a microscope, and Odegaard may have committed a foul, may not have. In my opinion, it's not a foul. It's not a foul in the entire game. I mean, like you said, when when they called when they go to the VAR, it almost feels like they're obligated to make a call. And, you know, I also do think like these referees are insane people like uh, like all jokes aside, like you're not a normal person if you're a referee for the most part. Uh, (laughs) You you have to be like this control freak, self-centered. And I do think that these people like to make the games about them just a little bit. A part of me thinks that's actually true. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. And like I said, I want to be clear, like it was a foul but it yeah. wasn't called a foul all game. And that's my issue. And if it's not called as it's happening, I mean, yeah. if you look at it under a microscope, yeah. it's like, that's yeah, I guess it's, like, it's a foul. But if we're going to go back, you know, it happened in midfield, you know, maybe 10 yeah. seconds before the goal, maybe 20. I don't know. But the point is it happened in midfield. Are we going to go back now every time we have a goal and go back? How far do we go back? Do we go back, yeah. you know, <laughs> two minutes before where there was a foul that was missed? Oh, going to call the goal back. Listen, now. I'm, I'm in full agreement. For some teams, it works. For some teams, it doesn't. And it's honestly the truth. I mean, not to bring this back to the Spurs-Chelsea game, but Spurs scored two goals, not one. They scored the two goals that allowed them to get a point from that match when two clear fouls were committed, one of which was a fucking red card by mm-hmm. Christian Romero. And then they just yeah. let it happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's really bizarre what's called and what's not. It's yeah. it's beyond our imagination what's going on behind the scenes. I I really do think there's some weird stuff going on. You know that I'm a conspiracy theorist when it comes to this. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can get it. I mean, and, and I mean, this is a big, this is a big result for Liverpool. They, it, like they lose that game, their title's done. Let's be clear. They lose that game. They sit on, what would it be? 
nine point, uh, not nine, ten points. Excuse me. Yeah. They'd have ten points. Arsenal would have twenty-seven. City would have twenty-six. They're done. It, it's done. Like unless like a miracle happens, it's done for them. But yeah. now they went. And they're on thirteen, and they're ten behind City and fourteen behind Arsenal still. But at least you have hope, and you won that game. So now that momentum swing is very mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Um. I just it's it's frustrating. And again, I thought Liverpool played really well. They look like Liverpool. I think losing Jota after already losing Diaz is a big blow. Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought he he played well. Um, I think actually if Mo Salah had maybe passed him the ball a little more in a couple of chances, which is usually Jota we talk about selfish. Yeah. I thought Salah was a bit selfish in this one. Um, but I mean Liverpool, they have the team is still there. Like there's still so oh, much hundred percent. And a result like this could be what they needed to propel them forward. So, like, we'll see. I mean, they play West Ham tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they put five past West Ham. Like, I, I think they're flying now. Maybe they do. If they go out, though, and get a draw or a loss, then they're back, and this game didn't really mean anything. So, we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not ready to call Liverpool title contenders at this point. I, I mean, I think they it's hard to say because we're still so early in the season, Mm -hmm. but like the gaps are getting wider Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I'm not going to count Liverpool out, but like, they're not the second best team in the league anymore. Like not this year. They're not. I know a few weeks ago I I put something out on Twitter. Like, is everything okay with Liverpool? And I had a few people respond like, Oh, we're still the second best team in the country by a mile. I was like, well, no, you're not. And I mean, they looked a little bit like Liverpool against Arsenal, but Arsenal are better than them. I think I think Spurs are are better than Liverpool. I think City is, I mean, despite losing this game, I think they're better. Chelsea, probably not. I mean, I think they're they're probably the third, fourth best team in the league right now. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. But they've already dropped a fair amount of points at this point. And uh it's gonna take a mean win streak to kind of get back in that title contention, which I, I honestly don't think they're in it right now. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. It's, I mean, I do, think you they're, still, they're, do you still think they're title contenders? I, I don't want to say they're title contenders, but I mean, I wouldn't count them out. I just mm-hmm. think, I think this season's going to be a weird season because of the world cup. So if there was ever a season to be like, we could see a team up by 12 points and find a way to blow it. This is it. Because, you know, what happens if Arsenal Thanks. come back from the World Cup without Gabriel Jesus? <laughs> right, right, right. Soccer? Like, they're a different even, team. Don't even say yeah. that. Don't even put that into the universe. You get what I mean, though. I like, know. You can see big changes, yeah. um, you know, injury-wise. Because, you know, maybe the World Cup gets Liverpool healthier. Because, right. you know, their players yeah. probably get miss. Maybe they, they get healthier. Who knows? Um, but the point being, if there's ever a season where we could see a big change, this is it. Because we're in a season like one we've not seen. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree. Uh, next team we should talk about, I guess, is Spurs. Uh, don't have much to say about Spurs, except that they keep winning as well. Uh, over the past two weeks, they've beat Brighton, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt in the Champions League, and they've also beat Everton. Uh, one thing I do want to say about Spurs is that they get a penalty every single game. Yeah, no they, contest. They, yep. No, they really, really do. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, all I can say about Spurs is the Spurs are a good team. Like I said, they're good. Yeah, they're unless good. you score first on them, and then they're good they and, capitulate. They're good. They're boring, but they're good. Like, yeah, they're solid. 
they're just a solid team. They really are. I mean, they're a team that has holes. Like, I think they have some really great players, and I think they got a lot of holes. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I, I mean, the point is they have the same amount of points as City. So think how good City have looked at times this season, yet they both sit on 23 points. They've only been beaten once, which was by Arsenal. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they've had a very good season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, you know, I, I sit here and throw shade at that Spurs quite a bit. Uh, they actually play United tomorrow, which is going to be a, a huge game, uh, one that I'm excited for. But um, can you explain I, to me just, why why we're not having the mostly soccer derby tomorrow? I don't understand why. Because the uh, the Queen passing away caused Arsenal to have to reschedule games, and one of those games was the Europa League game uh, against PSV, and so they had to move the City game in response to that. So dumb. This is the thing where they could have just played in the Netherlands and they decided just to move the game instead. Like, why not just swap the home and away? Would have resolved that, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't looked into it much. I'm it glad Arsenal. I'm glad Arsenal are getting a little bit of a break. I mean, City, you should be glad too because, like, you got to play Liverpool, then Arsenal. Arsenal had to play Tottenham, Liverpool, Leeds, and then City. I mean, that's a tough run. Well, yeah. And that's, I, I just think that. <laughs> For City, I think they're better when they have to have a bounce back game that they have to show up. Yeah, for. I'm glad so this I, got rescheduled. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would have rather them have to be up for this game. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Not that I think they won't be against Brighton, but Brighton, and again, Brighton without Grandpa, we don't really know what they're going to be like. We've seen it. Yeah. But, you know, um, I mean, Brighton usually annoy the hell out of me. Playing Brighton's usually not fun. I'd rather see them play a big match against Arsenal where they need to be up for it than this. Mm. Yeah, I'm happy to have it rescheduled. Um, even though Arsenal are pretty healthy right now, so I, I think they can take take all comers. We need Zinchenko back, though. Um, it's been very funny to watch Tierney and to watch Tomiyasu and to watch Ben White. They all try and do that Zinchenko shift from left back to center defensive mid, <laughs> and it does not work quite as well. I mean, they do okay. Tamiyasu is pretty good at it, uh, but Tierney struggled, struggled mightily the the few times I've seen him do it. Um, I mean, Zinchenko is a very good player. He's a very useful player to have, a very unique player. Yeah, that's a player that, like, if he's not on Manchester City, we're talking about him as, like, yeah. one of the better left backs in yeah. the league. I mean, because yeah. he is, but just in Manchester City, you get overshadowed by all these yeah, incredible players. So many players. I will say, very, very happy though with Gomez that we got. Like, I, I was worried when they sold Zinchenko and then didn't pull off getting like a starting caliber left back. Mm-hmm. Actually, been pleasantly surprised with him. Very similar to Zinchenko, almost more similar really to Cancelo, which is he just he looks more like a winger out there at times, but he has the ability to come in. He played in midfield at one point in one of the Champions League games when City brought on a billion subs. Um, yep. So I am very impressed with him. Yeah. All right. Well, we talked about Spurs just for a second. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about the next time we record since they'll be playing United. Um, and speaking of United, they uh, drew Newcastle recently and beat Everton. Um, and in both of these games, we got to see Cristiano Ronaldo play again. And against Everton, he came on for an injured Martial and scored a goal that um, Pickford probably should have done better on, I think. Um, And then against Newcastle, we saw him subbed off and he was displeased, 
to say the least, Jimmy. That yeah. that substitution was just phenomenal. To watch him <laughs> just shake his head angrily, just disgusted by the decision, and then to go on the bench and pout. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I uh, stick by what I said before. He's Something gone in January. Needs, he needs, yeah, it just needs to happen. I know they're playing him more now, and he did, like you said, he did score when he came on and against Everton, but Ten Hag does not like Cristiano Ronaldo, and Ronaldo does not like Ten Hag. Yeah, I, that I think much it's is very, clear. Very clear. It's very <laughs> clear. It's very clear. I want to see them. I do actually want to see the match tomorrow, um, because I'm interested. I think this game will say a lot about Spurs, but I think it will say a lot about United as well. United right now are in fifth. I mean, they're not out of, you know, I think they have a real chance to be in top four. Um, Definitely. I, I think I've been impressed with them at times. Like, that's the thing is there's been games when they've looked good. And there's been games when they've looked really, really bad. Like, I don't know what to make of them yet. You know, like, like, I, I think they pull off wins when they're not the better team. And I think there's something to be said about that. Like, that's an important thing that you have to do. Um, but I also, if I were a United fan, I'd be like, okay, well, we have all of these incredible players. Like, let's dominate some games. Like, we shouldn't have to scrape out a win versus Everton. And, you know, maybe we shouldn't be drawing Newcastle at home. Uh, even though Newcastle uh, are a very, very good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I just think, I would say this. If they end up finding a way to finish top four, I think it's a very good accomplishment. Huge, huge win for them. Massive. And I think it's a bit of a... It's a little scary if they do because I think that that'll put them on a ahead of schedule is essentially like how I'd view it because I think maybe Ten Hag is really like I do think he's a good manager I think he's the the right manager if he's allowed to do the things he wants to do which if mm-hmm. they let him get rid of Ronaldo and actually bring this club forward and not just be what they've had with the other managers which is oh they're doing it the United way like to actually let him make change if he can bring them into top four. That will be massive because they'll reinvest. They'll bring in more talent. Like, I do think that will be impressive. I think it's going to be hard, though, because I do want to talk a bit about Chelsea if you're ready to move to them. Uh, I do just want to say one thing about Newcastle is that yeah. Newcastle should have won this game. I watched uh, most of this game. I was in Vermont this weekend with, uh, with a Newcastle fan. So we had Leeds and Arsenal uh, going on simultaneously with United and Newcastle and Joe Linton should have scored. Uh, there were a few other people that should have scored for Newcastle, and uh, they had their chances and were the better team in this game. Newcastle, a very good team. Yeah, they're, I mean... They're, they're... Talk about ahead of schedule. They're ahead of schedule. <laughs> they certainly are. Eddie Howe's a great manager. I think we mm-hmm. both loved Eddie Howe. Yeah. We love that appointment. Yep. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to Chelsea. What do you got? So, what I have with Chelsea is... I have been very, very impressed since the beginning of October. Um, I first of all, we we both like Grand Potter. Mm-hmm. The question, everything that was thrown around with him is like, is he going to have the support? You know, like he's used to having this very hierarchical club structure. You know, director of football, all that. Which Chelsea right now is a bit in flux. Though Chelsea made an excellent hire, and the name escapes me on the individual, but the individual for who managed City's Academy went yeah. to Southampton and now is going to move to Chelsea. He's brought through a lot of great talent at City, some of which are shining at Southampton. 
like Romeo Lava, who's playing was playing out of his mind before getting hurt. Uh, so I think that's a great move, and I think I think Chelsea have just maybe turned the corner. I think the Graham Potter hire is great. I was never a big Tuchel fan, and I, I know he won the Champions League and all this, but I'm just not a fan of the personality of yeah. him. I, I I think I just have been very impressed. I mean, beating Milan five nil over two legs is extremely impressive. Yeah, uh, I, I um, mean, I, I I agree. They they've been great since Graham Potter's took over. Um, I also think like kind of the same thing with United, like to turn them around doesn't feel like that big of a job. You, you know what I mean? Because these teams are both really stacked. I mean, United mm-hmm. and Chelsea, respectively, both have a ton of world-class talent. And, I mean, both teams back the manager. Uh, no matter who they get, they spend money. So, I mean, we both know that Graham Potter is a fantastic manager from his work with Brighton. I mean, what he's done with Brighton has been um, really, really impressive. But... I mean, it always felt like if you gave him a team like this, he was going to do well. And I yeah. mean, they they faced some tough opponents. I mean, you go away to Palace and you win. That's nothing to to sneeze at. Um, and like you said, Milan, yeah. I'm not going to give mean, much credit to Wolves and Villa, though. No, but I mean, to go away to Villa and beat them the way they did, they beat them thoroughly. Yeah. They beat Wolves thoroughly. Like, they're on a very good run. Um, Mason Mount, I have to say, someone who was... I've never been the biggest Mason Mount fan, but I've been very impressed this season. I think he's been very, very I like Mason good. Mount. He's fine. He he yeah. reminds me of like a, a very good Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> it just brings that energy. He's yeah. streaky, but he's always he's always solid. Yeah, I, I just I've been very, very impressed with them. I want to say the the whole Keppa, like that has been the craziest. He's been <laughs> fantastic. The most expensive goal you ever is finally coming good. Yeah, I, it's it's crazy. That that whole thing is so strange to me, especially after how good Mendy was last year. To think that like a minor injury where he misses one match might lose cost I know. his job. I know. Uh, it, it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, you never see what happens during training, I guess. And I'm sure Keppa... Is putting on some shows and, you know, he's played well. I mean, they've kept a clean sheet for what the past four matches. <laughs> so yeah. maybe Kepa is back. Maybe he's all the way back. It could be. That would be something to, to shut out Mendy after the year <laughs> that he had had. Um, but yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea looked really well, deserved to be in that four spot. I mean, the few times that I had watched Chelsea this season, I mean, they've they've looked really well. They've looked really well. That doesn't really make sense. They've looked They've great. Really well. <laughs> they played really well. They've looked great. There, there you go. go. <laughs> Fixed it. Won't edit it. Don't care. <laughs> Just leave it in. <laughs> they look really well. Um, some other teams that maybe we should hit quickly. Uh, Newcastle sit in sixth place. We we talked about them a little bit. Incredible. Brighton, uh, with their new manager, aren't doing so well. Uh, a team that I do want to just talk about quickly. Honorable mention. Bournemouth. Bournemouth sit uh, in 11th place. They just drew uh, Fulham and they beat Leicester. They've drawn Brentford. They've drawn Newcastle. They beat Nottingham Forest. Brentford are looking pretty good now that they're a little bit more healthy. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. 
maybe they weren't wrong for firing their manager five games into the season. Felt too soon, but it looks like it's going well so far. I mean, they, they've had a semi-easy run, but still, uh, Newcastle, Brentford, uh, and Fulham, not easy games. I will say Leicester, who I want to talk about next. Fucking dismal team. Dismal. Relegate them. Yeah. <laughs> Relegate. It, it's over. Like, I don't care about Leicester anymore. The, yeah. the fairy tale has worn off. They're bad. Brendan Rodgers needs to go. Yeah, I that that I agree with. I I'm surprised he made it through the international break when he did. Um, they, I mean, they got the draw against Crystal Palace, which is a good point. But Crystal Palace draw very, everyone. They're not. They're just not very good. Um, I think tomorrow is Thursday. Excuse me. They're playing Leeds. That Leeds is are going to beat game. them. Leeds are going to beat a, them. That's. I'm going to bet on that. And then Wolves, who are also in the relegation battle, right with them as the one after that. Wolves stink too. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I could think like if Leicester lose against Leeds, that Wolves game is like a that's the last draw one. If they lose that, it's done because they play City after that. Yeah. Um, I don't think he. Honestly, I don't think he makes it through the City game. I don't know if he even makes it to that one. If you're them, you probably. I guess this is one of those tough things where it's like. You kind of want to fire him before that game because you don't want him to win that game and then you can't fire him. So that's like where you make the firing midweek and you have a temporary manager for one game before you bring in your actual manager. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think after that Bournemouth game, he should have been gone. I mean, that was really bad. He made some terrible subs. He put on a Marte and a Marte looks like he's lost every time he's on the field. Who in the world? sanctioned the signing of Danny Ward. Danny Ward is so terrible. Yeah. Awful I was goalkeeper. I Jimmy, he's awful. Like, it doesn't look like he belongs in the league. He belongs below the championship. I was watching Welcome to Wrexham. He looks on that level. Fifth tier. He's <laughs> he fucking start. garbage. I'm looking at him right now. You know where his youth career was? Where? Wrexham. <laughs> really? Yeah, he should have stayed there. That's about Send his peak. Back. That's his Send peak. He's going to be one of the people. They sign people from leagues above all the time. He's going to be the next one. And he's going to be too I shitty for Rex. I that, by the way, as well. I'm only two episodes in, but very good. Yeah, must I finished watch. it. It's it's great. The must watch. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. All those soccer documentaries yeah. are very, fantastic. Very. Um, but yeah, Danny Ward, I mean, just awful. I, I don't know how they let Casper <laughs> Casper Schmeichel go. And then Burn Leno was on the table available. Didn't go for him. Uh, Dean Henderson on the table didn't go for him. And I mean, you have people like Sam Johnstone playing in the championship who, who you don't go for. I mean, this is shocking from Leicester, yeah. a team who have done great business over the years. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I, I, I don't, I think they've, they, they have done great business. I think the last two years they've done some awful business. They've spent about two years in a row just making bad mistakes, not selling players when they should. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I, I think they actually, at least they did the right thing, which was cashing in on Fafana when Chelsea came with a ridiculous offer. That was, that uh, was solid. But like, <laughs> like, I mean, talk about like Yuri Tillemans, like he's worth what, a third of what they could have got for him Yuri, just this summer. Uh, yeah. They, like, they made a mistake they sold there. Him last summer mm -hmm. when he was at his peak. But if they had sold him this summer, they would have got a great cost for him. What is he worth now? Like. Yeah. They get relegated. They're going to lose these players that they spent a good amount of money on. You know, Daka, Tillemans, like they're going to lose them for nothing. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not thinking that they're going to get relegated. I think they're too talented for that. But I, I'm not so sure. That I, defense I really, is awful. If they don't make a managerial change, like if they actually stick with Rodgers, I, I, I wouldn't pat, put it past them going down. Like I, I really wouldn't. I mean, this is this is a tough league this year. There's not an easy, easy team. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, there's just not. I mean, think of we saw Bournemouth give up nine goals, and yet they're in eleventh right now. Yeah, like, like, I know. You no, know, there's some horrendous play by all of these teams. <laughs> like majority of the league has the ability to throw an absolute stinker up there. Mm-hmm. But the, a lot of them also have the ability to win any match they're in. And doesn't feel that know. way for Leicester right now. Outside of Forest, is there any really a team that? I look at it and says, oh, Leicester's so much better than this team. For me, there's not. No, no, definitely not. And that's because uh, Forrest is literally just like, a, they're like a, like you're playing like a fantasy draft franchise. <laughs> you just pick people from all different countries and all different leagues and teams and just stuck them together. It's not yeah. a real team. Yeah, it's, uh, they, they've done some, like you said, some great business in the past and they failed hard not cashing in on James Madison. Telemans, they're going to lose for nothing in the summer. I think Samare is kind of a bust of a signing so far. I mean, it might be uh, a product of a terrible team around him uh, or a very subpar team around him. It's just hard because I look at them, they still have talent. Like Dak is talented, Vardy, um, Harvey Barnes, Drewsbury Hall, still all really good players. And just that the entire back line and the goalkeeper are like, should be in the championship or below. Uh, I mean, James Justin, I mean, we we have a lot of respect for him because he played really well before he got injured, but he hasn't done anything either. Yeah, no, they've just, it's been bad. It's been really, really bad. Um, like I said, I think they they did good to get the draw against Crystal Palace. They're not <laughs> good. Um, it was the best they could hope for. Because they're, they're just not a good team. Yeah. They're, they're really not. Um, I don't know. I mean, they have names. That's, <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> like that's it. They have names we all recognize. But that outside of that, they're they're a mess on the field. They're, yeah. they're really just a mess. Yeah. Um, and they sit in last place. I mean, that the, the table doesn't lie. Uh, another team I just want to touch on quickly yep. is Wolves. I mean, we talked about them a little bit just from us saying I don't respect them. Uh, rumored to be bringing back uh, Nuno. I guess that's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, they were successful-ish when he was there. Yeah. I mean, they they need to do something. Because this is a team that spent a lot of money in the summer. Yeah. Or brought in two very big-name, highly sought-after players. And Goncalo Guedes and Matias Nunez. Like, big, big players linked to big, big teams. Those two have to be calling their agent right now going, mm-hmm. what did you do to me? Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. Uh, and it's just the same problem with Wolves. They just can't score. Uh, I don't know what it is with that team, but they just can't score. Um, and I'm concerned for them. Another team that is in a really concerning spot is Villa, uh, a team that I really, really liked last year. I thought Gerard was a great appointment. And now it's not looking like such a sure thing. I, I mean, yeah. I think they're going to give him time, but I don't know. They sit, uh, they sit in 16th right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it has not worked out this year for them. It just, 
you know, I, I feel a bit like hard done on, you know, they spent a lot of money on, uh, what was, uh, Carlos, the center back. Yeah. Dear and, Carlos and towards yeah. ACL two games. in. Uh, yeah. Like immediately. And that's just brutal. Um, and I think they were looking for him to really solidify defense. I mean, when you have to start Ashley young, it, something's <laughs> going really, really wrong I know. with your team. Um, and, and I mean, I, it just, this is another thing that I think they have a lot of talent. Like when I look at that team, I, I see a lot of good players in that team, but it, it just has not worked all year. Yeah. I mean, they, the best, they, they drew city. I remember that game vividly and I thought they played really, really well um in that but they have the ability there's a lot of talent there i mean they played arsenal really tough when they played arsenal i want to say arsenal won it in like the last 10 minutes or so right i know it was late in the match i'm pretty sure let me let me me take a stroll yeah it looks like they did yeah yeah yeah. they scored that corner kick um that went straight in yeah (laughs) yeah so, you, you know what I mean? Like, they, they can play tough, but they just haven't been able to put it together. I'm not too worried about them. Like, they're a team I'm not worried about. Kind of yeah. similar with Leeds, where I think, like, they're good teams. They'll find a way to pull out of it, I think. I just yeah. think it's tough. Like, mid-table is a lot of tough teams that could beat you on any day, but they also all have the ability to throw some absolute stinkers. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to talk about, but last team I just want to mention just because I like them so much. Uh, really enjoy watching Brentford. I love Thomas Frank, probably my uh, second favorite manager in the league. Just seems like such a sweet guy. And yeah. then <laughs> in that Brighton game, uh, things are getting chippy. And I forget who it was. I think it might have been Veltman uh, for Brighton tried to like take the ball uh, mm-hmm. from Thomas Frank on a throw-in, and he kind of pushed him. And Thomas Frank's reaction was just priceless. And then everyone got into a big brawl. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, though you gotta love the brawls. Uh, they <laughs> have been really good. I mean, I had picked them to go down, so I'm look like I'm. I was completely wrong on that one. Um, I don't even remember I, who I picked to go down at this point. I I, I won't bet against <laughs> Richard Lewis again. Uh, so. Richard Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> good. That's good. Oh man. All right. They're good. (laughs) I didn't see Richard Lewis reference coming out. (laughs) Oh, God. I refuse to believe that out the same person. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, Jimmy. Well, let's get into some predictions. Why don't we? Uh, We have games tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday games. We have Bournemouth versus Southampton. I am going to go... I think Bournemouth, we talked high on him. I'm going to stick with him. I'm going to go 2-1 Bournemouth. I'll follow you on 2-1 there. Brentford versus Chelsea. I think Chelsea have played very well, so I'm going to stick with it. I know we just talked about Brentford, yeah. so I'll probably be wrong again, but I'm going to go 1-0 Chelsea. I didn't say Brentford were great. said they're fun, and I like Thomas Frank. I'll go 2-0 Chelsea. Uh, Liverpool, West Ham. 3-1 Liverpool. Mm, I know West Ham haven't been awesome this year yeah. i'm gonna go one one i feel like this could be the darwin game mm. with the injuries i think he starts i think maybe he gets a brace and now liverpool fans go full what? nuclear after they went on city and now their their new signing goes crazy so what that's do you what, I see. what do you think about darwin nunez he's good that's like this has been my stance on him from the beginning yeah. he's good he's not great 
I don't think he's great. I think he's really good. Um, and he's very young, so he has the potential. He could become yeah. great. But the comparisons when he was signed to being like, oh, City signed Holland, they signed him. It's just stupid then. No, it's, it's not close. He, he's a really good player. Um, he's raw. He'll, he'll, yeah, he's raw. And he's sloppy at mm-hmm. times. Uh, loves being offsides. Guy just loves it. Lives on, um, lives on yeah. the line. Uh, but I, I do think there's a lot of talent there. So I think if he can get a run of games, he's going to score goals. That's what I think. Like, I don't, I don't think he's great, but I think he's really good. And in this Liverpool team, if you're in there playing constantly, you have the chance to score goals. And I think you will. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I played for Liverpool, I could score a goal. Score one. <laughs> That's my same stance with city. I think if I played 38 games for them, I think I would score one goal just from being on the field. You never know what can happen. Some point it'll <laughs> fall to you. Yeah, you just gotta be in the right spot. <laughs> Definitely. Um, all right. Anyways, uh, Newcastle, Everton. I'm sticking with Newcastle. I'm I'm gonna go one nil Newcastle. Uh, I'll go two nil Newcastle. I think Newcastle are like actually a far margin better than Everton. Um, United and Spurs. United at this, home. This strikes me as. The big game, you get hyped up to see it, and what does it end up being? A draw. I got two two, not one one this time. I think a two two. Yeah, I got the as in one one. It's uh, <laughs> it's a stinker. Uh, God forbid Spurs score first because then we'll be watching ninety minutes of agony parking the bus. Um, so let's hope that United can score, uh, and then maybe a draw will happen. But um, prayers up for not a Conte park the bus episode as we see every other week. Um, Thursday, we have Fulham and Villa. I'm going to go one, one on this one as well. Like, I'll go two, two. Okay, I'll go two, two, two. All right. Yeah. Inverse. <laughs> uh, Lester and Leeds. All right. So I went on a rant of Lester being terrible and Leeds being good. Like it's so fitting that they'll lose this game, but I'm going to go. <laughs> Le- I'll go Leeds two one. I'm going 3-1 Leeds. Away from home, they're going to get it. Aronson, brace. Okay. Aronson's great, by the way. I, I know he, I, he, I knew he was good before, but he was a pest against Arsenal. He actually, like, really good. Like, yeah. actually, like, a, a really good player. I'm I really impressed with him. The, too bad the U.S. literally can't defend to save their life. Like, they're, they're all awful. All the defenders are terrible, yeah. or they'd actually maybe be a fun team to watch, but also can't and, score. And their manager is terrible. Yeah, uh, who can't score because you don't pick any of the strikers that score goals. So let's not have those make the team. Let's yeah. pick all the ones that don't score goals. Makes sense. Uh, and I'm going to cut in with a Twitter question before we get to the next predictions. Gavin wrote into us, our man Gavin. He said, oh, we know the answer to this. Who's more annoying, Klopp or Mourinho? Klopp. It's, it's Klopp now. I think it's it gotta is Klopp. be because, And I'll tell you why. It's because when Mourinho complained, it's funny. When yeah. Klopp does it, it's like it's whiny. It's whiny. It's arrogant. It's terrible. Yeah, I mean, he stinks. And I also think Mourinho is—it's a show. Like I think it's part of an act mm-hmm. because any everybody who's like been managed, everybody you mo, except for the players he fights with, the rest of them yeah. seem to have loved him. Whereas like Klopp, it's like that's just who he is. He just—he's just a whiny guy. He's just who he is. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> we kind of talked about this earlier. He said, is VAR the problem or the refs who are unbelievably bad? Both. Both. It's yeah. like the VAR enables the refs to be even worse than they already are. 
That's yes. how I see it. <laughs> that is perfect. And then he said, can Mike come over and change a light bulb? I'm too la- light bulb. I'm too lazy to get a step stool. Gavin, th- <laughs> Gavin thinks I'm like 6'10". <laughs> yeah, I, I did see that in a reference to the picture. So I don't know if I should feel worse. what your actual height is, but 6'2". Uh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, we're tall and a small, as all good <laughs> partnerships are. Uh, all right. And then on Saturday, we have Forrest and Liverpool. So I have to stick with Liverpool again, 2-0. Yeah, I'll go 3 nothing here. Uh, Everton versus Palace. I'm actually going Everton 1-0. 1-1. Palace don't lose. They draw. They draw everyone. Uh, City and Brighton. 1-0 City. Hmm, I'll go... Th- eat hmm. it out. Eek I think out. they bounce back. I'll go 2-0 City. Um, and United. Wow. United have a tough run. Uh, Chelsea versus United. So... I, in my head, it is 3-1 Chelsea. So mm. I'm going to say 3-1 Chelsea. This feels like a Chelsea win, too. I'll go 2-1 Chelsea. I think they'll they'll get a victory there. Uh, then on Sunday, we have Villa and Brentford. Brentford, 1. Villa, 1. Uh, yeah, I'll follow you on that. Leeds, Fulham. I'm going to go actually 2-1 Fulham. I'm going to go the opposite. 2-1 Leeds. Southampton Arsenal. Arsenal 3-0. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 9-0. Nine, Arsenal. 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 9-0. We're going to do it it's, too. It's possible. Southampton yeah. have shown you can do it at times. <laughs> if we're going to do it to anyone, it's going to be them. Uh, Wolves versus Leicester. The relegation derby. Oh, um, fuck this game. I, I, I'm 1-0 Wolves. Diego Costa finally scores. 0-0 zero, zero, pillow fight. The most boring game that you could ever watch. Pass. <laughs> Actually, I, instead of a prediction, I simply pass. pass. Um, <laughs> and then Spurs, Newcastle. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. I agree. I think that's a draw. I was going to say 0-0, nil, nil, but I hope for 1-1. One, one. Uh, and then I think the last matches we'll cover... Uh, or the last match we'll cover is West Ham versus Bournemouth. So this one to me is a 2-2 draw. Scabacha with another goal. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll go like 2-1 Bournemouth. No, no, no. West Ham, West Ham. 2-1 West Ham. I okay. looked at the Bournemouth logo, and then I said Bournemouth, but that's not what I want. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, very life or death. <laughs> I am going to delete the podcast, and that audio will never see the light of day. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. You'll be murdered if, that, if Bournemouth happens to win that game. <laughs> yeah, then I will release the podcast. Um, all right, Jimmy, why don't you hit him with the plugs before we sign off? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Mostly. You can email us, mostlysoccershow at gmail.com. And we thank you in advance for the five-star reviews you're going to leave right now. Like, right leave now. a review. At leave a review. 9 p.m. on Do 10 it. 18. Do it. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.